0: This is an MPB think radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: A contractor ever tell you
0: oh, the price of something and it sounds so high you think eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix
1: It 101 podcast everywhere.
2: Everything.
3: Okie dokie, folks, welcome back. Horticulturist Felder Rush and Mark Patrick, manager of Garden Works in risland Good morning, fella. How, How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Fine. You brought something really weird in. Uh, I don't mean no, not that big old bodock. What do you call it, bodock or yeah horse, horse apple? apple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they, they look like uh, like lime green brains laying on the ground. And uh, but also you got it's about the size of a golf ball. It looks like it's made out of not mud. Looks like it's made out of paper, paper or bark, maybe. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. But it's.
4: But what? What is it? It's a hornet's nest.
3: <laughs> oh, okay, hornet's nests are big. They're bigger than my head. Th- this is a baby hornet's nest. Well, I guess so. It looks like maybe one hornet can fit in. That's really it,
4: cool. It was actually up on the eave, right next to a ring camera, <laughs> and I, it's by a water, you know, faucet. Yeah. And I looked up one day, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's cool!" And I just left it. You know, because if you mess with it, he, Hornet's he, nest. he it yeah, might yeah. be close by. Right. Yeah,
3: but I had to save it. It's kind of cool. Uh, we got some events coming up and some things to talk about, and all like that. But, uh, oops, we had a caller and he just dropped out. It did he? Uh, no, he's still there. You're talking about Ron from Gluckstadt? Yeah, just went all red here. Maybe it's my, it's maybe my cataracts acting up. Ron, good morning. <laughs> yeah,
0: good morning, folks. I'm just wondering. I've got a bunch of tomatoes, and they're about the size of a large egg, and give or take a little bit. And I'm wondering if I, I should I cut off the little ones and the blooms to try to get the bigger ones to.
3: Ripen? Well, that's that's an a, a interesting question, but that's actually not how it works. the The, the tubes that are connected to those peppers or I mean, uh, tomatoes are intact, and as long as you give it some water, you know, you're not going to be able to pump more stuff into it. You'll just be able to keep energy from being directed into new growth, but it's not going to help what's already there. It's good. It's a it's a good question, though. If you just give okay. it a really good soaking, that's about all, all you can do. Are we predicting a frost anytime soon? I, I don't. I am, <laughs> Not that I've heard of. Yeah. Well, tomatoes, I learned after decades of saying otherwise, that tomatoes actually do continue to ripen once you pick them. I thought that that's as ripe as they're going to get, as sweet as they're going to get, or whatever, that they just got softer and redder. But if they're starting to show just a little bit of color... Just a little pink. They'll continue to ripen, and you know, flavor and everything. Uh, once you pick them, so you know, I'll just give them a little water to see if that doesn't work. Good, good, good okay. question. Thank you, man. You bet. Been so, getting that question a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People yeah. come in. I mean, you know, y'all sell not on all landscape. Yeah. All righty, man. We well, appreciate your call. Okay. Okay. And let's see. We're gonna go next to. I can't tell it's what tan and Clarksdale. Good morning Good morning Tame. Good morning howdy what's up
2: um, I was just wondering about my um my in ground lemon tree. Um, she's about eight months old and um, she's happy in the ground and I was just wondering how to winterize her
3: This is in Clarksdale or Memphis.
2: Memphis.
3: Okay. Lemons, I'm going to say, and I I, I learned a long time ago, never do this, but I'm going to do it. Lemons won't grow outside in north of much further north than the Gulf Coast. A little bit north occasionally, but, and a lot of people say, well, I got a lemon tree. Uh, Show it to me. But no, lemons will not survive outdoors in the winter in Memphis. I'm gonna just make a blanket okay. stay. You know, I, I I work in lemon country and lavender country, and all, and it just won't won't, won't survive.
2: Okay, okay. You can, so I need a, you need no to put tarp need... or anything. Should I dig her up?
3: Well, if you put it in a oh. pot and prune it, you know, where it's like more of a bush than a tree, you can bring it in when it freezes and put it back out when it's not freezing. But, uh no, covering it up. It, the problem with covering plants in Memphis is it gets cold, and a tarp helps down to about 27 or 28 degrees for a few hours. But sooner or later, even if you put a light bulb on it there to keep it warm, sooner or later the cold's going to get it. So there's just not – cherries won't grow this far south. Lemons won't grow that far north. You know, we're in – you know, fig country and persimmon country. So I'm okay. uh, not, not, not trying to be negative, but, uh, you know, if you want to try to cover it, go for it. Yeah, if I can. No,
2: definitely. She's young enough, I think, that I could probably dig her up and put her in my shed. I got some heat lamps in my shed.
3: Yeah, just keep it from freezing. But keep in mind that where they grow naturally, they're in the sunshine all year long. All the time. You put it in that yeah. closet, it's gonna say, "What the heck's going on here?" Anyway, give it a try. A lot of people succeed by bringing them in during the cold freeze and putting them back out.
4: I always consider a lemon tree when you know we we sell a lot of citrus, and yeah. lemons are the most popular. They're like a pet. Yeah, it, <laughs> you know you got to bring them in, you got to take them out. Yeah, you know it's a. It's, it's a hobby well, plant. Yes, yeah, it's a they hobby plant. Do not do well in ground in yeah. most anyway, of Mississippi.
3: Yeah. Anyway, have fun. let us know how it works, Tan. Okay, I will. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, Mark, there's a bunch of stuff going on this weekend um, around the state, but y'all got something going on at, at Garden Works, don't yeah, you? Yeah, tonight is
4: our big night. It's uh, plants, pumpkins, and pino. 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 Yeah. I'm a little. Uh, jittery, but I'll be fine.
3: Yeah, uh, and by the way, speaking of pumpkins, <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of things that a lot of people don't realize, but pumpkins have been grown. They're probably the oldest cultivated crop. Yeah, It'll one be, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, North Americans have grown pumpkins thousands of years. But anyway, here I, in a little bit, we're going to do the answer to question nobody asking about Pumpkins. Nobody asked. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's go to uh, Hattiesburg and talk with Bob. Bob, how are you today? You jumped in the gun, Phil. The Bob's oh. Bob's not ready yet. Okay, well, Uh-oh. see, we well, got we got these new color coded systems, and I I just don't you know what whatever. Uh, anyway, b- yeah, let's talk
4: about what I happen to pick up in my own neighborhood. A horse apple. Yep. right in the middle of an urban neighborhood. Um, it's kind of creepy looking. You can
3: spray paint them. You you know they make great Halloween decorations. Yeah, a lot of people call it bodoc, which is sort of country for a bois de arc, right. which is French for making a bow out of the wood for bows and arrows. Yeah, and we've had several
4: calls about horse apples or bodoc, etc. This week. Uh, they
3: also have insect repellent properties. Really? Yeah, yeah. Just one of probably throw, throw the smell. <laughs> now is. We got Bob in Hattiesburg now. Good morning, Bob. How are you?
5: Good morning. Uh, you may have answered this in the past, but uh, I, I don't think I heard it. There, there's uh, in Hattiesburg. There's a lot of uh, the, the junipers that have just gone dead and brown in the uh, um, in the drought. The small ones on their ground cover. Oh yeah. I don't think those are ever going to recover. But what about some big ones? There's some 30, 40 foot high uh, juniper uh, evergreens that have just gone brown. In some areas, are those going to ever come back or should they just be cut down?
3: Well, for, first of all, you don't have to cut it down. You can just bob it back, stick bottles on the branches. <laughs> you know, that that works. But no, yeah. and, uh, and the junipers, the, the, our native eastern red cedar, I haven't seen many of those browning out. But around Hattiesburg, South Mississippi, a lot of pines are, are browning out. A lot of people plant this thing called, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Leland cypress, Leyland cypress, and they are browning out that, big that's,
5: time. That's what I. That's what I mean. I should yeah. have said that they're Leyland. Yeah. They
3: are Leland. Once, Leland in, in general, and this is just a general thing, Bob. But when a conifer turns brown, it's gone. You know, especially if the needles stick on it. You know, they're not like other trees. You can prune them back and they sprout back out. Right. And uh, the the combination of it's not just a drought, but the deep, prolonged drought. And the high temperatures. Leland Cypress is a is a hybrid between an Alaska plant and a Northern California mountain plant. They do not do well in sun. Real popular. I studied them forty years ago at Mississippi State as a fast, quick, temporary screen plant. But sooner or later they're going to brown out. And all over the little gem magnolias, whole and the ground covered junipers. Once these things turn brown, the leaves stick on them. It's gone.
5: Okay. That, that's what I was trying to determine. Uh, and they are Leland cypresses and, and some of my neighbors have planted them to to use as screening plants in their yards. They're real
3: fast. And they're they yep.
5: grow quickly.
0: Yeah. They,
3: they're pretty they they produce they they grow good in a pot. They look good at the garden center. People you cannot keep them from buying these plants. But sooner or later they do this and this year uh, 2023 has done most of them in Has been. I've never seen that happen before around here. I I, I Uh, haven't. Well, with Leland Cypress, Mark and I see it all the time. You know, we this is almost a predictable thing. But this year, instead of taking out one or two or a few branches here and there, it's taking out entire rows of them. So it's just it's it's it's, it's a it's an Alaska plant. The trade hurts sometimes
5: hard to hear that, but I guess we got to face reality on the yep. weather here. Yep,
3: if you can't fix it, flee it, or fight it, flow with it. You can spray paint it and get you through this winter, and then it <laughs> buy you some time. So, uh-huh. anyway, good, I- you bet, Bob. and Mark, as a nurseryman, so many people have lost plants. The ground-covered junipers, the little gym magnolias, uh, Leland cypress. This could be a really big uh, – ligustrum, azaleas. This could be a huge demand at garden centers on plants, and I'm predicting that the wholesalers aren't ready, that the supply line might get sucked dry real quick. At the moment, they seem to be ready. Yeah. But,
4: you know, it, it really just depends. It's kind of a shot in the dark. Yeah. It's impossible to outguess the public. Um, the whole Leyland, you know, so I call it Leland. Yeah, <laughs> the, Leyland, Cypress. and. That's been happening for years, but that's just one of the lessons we're going to take yeah. from this last year.
3: Well, I'm I'm thinking if if folks have got big plants and they're and my son's neighbors, they're screened between their houses, uh, some kind of holly. I mean, they are huge. They're beautiful. They're Perfect specimen, and they're brown as they can be. uh If you think you're going to need to replace these kind of plants, you might want to go ahead and shop early, because I got a feeling that over the winter time, landscapers are going to suck up all the supply that's out there before wholesalers can ramp up production.
4: That's just one of the reasons I'm jittery today. Yeah, because yeah, su- yeah, it's you know supply, it's and, time. Demand, supply it's and demand. Supply and demand.
3: Well. Uh, a couple of things that are happening uh this this weekend the Museum of Art in Jackson Mississippi Museum of Art they've got a neat little uh uh native plant landscape I stopped by and looked at it the other day and there's some surprising plants that are doing well in this weather anyway they're having their, their plant sale this Saturday uh mostly native plants they'll have a few non-natives but uh trees and shrubs unusual native plants and flowers I'll give it the Museum Mississippi Museum of Art downtown Jackson and also next week is plant Sale at the Crosby Arboretum than a picky, and we could talk about that a little bit more. Um, Anything? I don't know of other. Well, uh, October twenty sixth. I guess that's next Thursday. The Floral Library is having this. The oldest known plant swap in the universe in next Thursday. <laughs> and it uh, goes back to the to the early 90s. Starts at 9 o'clock. It is extremely popular. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it this year because they're going to gouge my eye out, put a piece of glass in its place. Uh, or ca- Whatever they do with cataracts. That's kind of gory. Yeah, yeah, cataract. <laughs> I'm going to be a bionic guy. I'll be able to see better. <laughs> And now,
0: we have answers to questions never
3: asked. <laughs> I think I do it different every week. <laughs> That's okay, man. It's a, a little extemporaneous there. and uh, ne- Before I get to the answer that, to a question I to ask, actually, let's take this call, which is about it, from Memphis, Tennessee. Melanie, what's up, Melanie? You, you're asking about something that is our mystery question today.
1: Well, I um found out recently that, I think, you can tell me if this is wrong, but I think the record for, like, the biggest pumpkin grown was over 2,000 pounds.
3: Uh, over 2,500 pounds this year. So okay. o- over t- o- well over a ton for the biggest pumpkin. And I've actually and been I in... Just
1: wa- I just want to know how that's even possible. <laughs> like, how did the gardener, How did the farmer or gardener do that?
3: Do you know it's,
4: about this, Martin? Yeah, I mean, it's... Probably an heirloom variety and plenty of fertilizer and lots of irrigation.
3: You start start with the right variety. Not all pumpkins get big. They have certain varieties that will only get about the size of a golf ball. They have some that will keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger as long as the vine is alive. And they start with those varieties. I think one's called Mammoth or Goliath or something. Uh, there's a big daddy. Yeah. You know, they would make those names up. You can they, just yeah. call
4: them whatever you want. And,
3: and what they do, Melanie, is they, they do extra good soil prep or organic matter. They don't pump it with fertilizer but they keep it as pumped as they can with fertilizer and they just keep it watering without rotting them. And uh and, and and it's hard to do unless you got a long climate. So it's about variety and uh horticulture.
1: Okay. And is there anything to that old um the old method of like milk feeding a pumpkin or is that just about what? Milk feeding nah, or something.
3: No, 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 no. That's uh that's that's one of those is it, milk has got a little calcium in it, but fertilizer does too. There's okay. a lot a lot it's of people with all their life. little tricks and, and trays and most of the time they're making stuff up or they're just lying to keep other people and stealing their secret.
4: Or grandma right, so. told them that and then they just passed it along yeah. and you know, some of it's true,
3: some of it yeah. not so much. Anyway, I hope that answered your well, question, you. Melanie. <laughs>
1: Thanks so much.
3: Now, the answer to the question, uh, before I get to that, you know, I talked about pumpkin being grown a long time, but the original pumpkins were little and they were bitter. They were real small, bitter, and uh, they would the, – the native – the indigenous people would cut the, the, the skin off and dry it and weave mats and stuff out of it, and they would sort of roast the the inside. Uh but get this, the original pumpkin pie was invented by European colonists. They cut the top off pumpkins, because they'd never seen pumpkins before. They're native North America. They cut the top off, they scoop it out, they roast the seeds, and they would fill the inside with, with honey and spices and stuff and bake it. The first ever pumpkin pie was done by uh, early European colonists. And probably crustless. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and I'm I'm getting to the question nobody asked. Uh, jack-o'-lanterns, you know, everybody does jack-o'-lantern. That started in Ireland. It, it is a it's a sort of a grim story about a guy who liked to trick people. But they would carve about a, like turnips and uh, uh, and potatoes and stuff. Right. And when they came over North America and found these things, they started doing the the jack-o'-lanterns with pumpkins. That's where that started. But the question is, where does the word pumpkin come from? And nobody's asking this.
4: Hmm. (laughs) I could ponder that for a minute and probably figure it out, but I'm going to let you
3: answer I looked it up. I'm sure you did. (laughs) Here's this. I'm going to read it. 1640. We're talking about the early 17th century. uh, The the, uh, English colonists saw these melons for the first time. And the word for melon was from early Greek, pepon. Bone. Bone. That was, yeah. that was, that was for melon. Uh, early modern English, pumpian. Okay. Well, here they we found go. these things and they call them pump-ians, pumpians. Okay. But they weren't, no, no, pumpians. But the question is, where's the kin part of pumpkin come from? That's the answer to question nobody asked. Where's the kin come from pumpkin? I have to be really politically correct. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
4: it's probably slang that ended up Happening somewhere in the United States. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: The, the The root word of kin meant a new form. Right. Like, you are you kin to so and so? Are you a new right. form of the so pumpkin kin? A pumpkin light pumpkin. Where it comes from? Isn't that a stupid thing to know? That is, yeah, that, that is. I, I, yeah, I, dra- I drag this out way too much. But anyway, I mean, the- why
4: isn't it pump? Cuz, hey, cuz, <laughs> pump? Cuz, <'cause>. pump? Cuz. <laughs> well, because
3: they were these were people up in Massachusetts. If oh, they in the very, south. They're proper. They'd have said
4: pump? Cuz instead of pump. <laughs> <laughs> we came up with a new word. I pump wonder if cause. it's going to end up in Webster, maybe. So,
3: so y'all saying you're having it at Guard is called plants pumpkin. Nope, it, uh,
4: plants. Pump- Pump, cuz <laughs> plants. Oh, stop! Listen, plants,
3: listen. pumpkins, and pinot. Okay, listen, listen, <laughs> let's 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 go back to the phones. Francis has been calling for a long time, hanging on about your fig tree, right? Francis, for, here in Jackson.
5: Hey, Felder, how you doing? Good. What's up? You, you remember uh, uh, gardening Southern style?
3: Oh yeah, I do. It was Written in 1987, and I had short hair.
5: Yeah, and and I'm, didn't,
3: I'm a, didn't know nothing.
5: And when and when I had hair too, I'm. It's that yep. Francis.
3: Yeah, I know, but Francis. You were you were a producer for the uh, the gardening Southern style, uh, the, the the program back then. It was educational television, right?
0: That's right. That's uh, right. Back, and, yeah,
3: back and, and I remember one time you pulled me aside and said, "Look," you said, "I'm the artist, Felder. You're the talent."
5: That's right. And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Felder. Since I've been listening to you all these years. I've I've come to realize that you are uh, a, a rarely uh, intelligent, in tune uh, person, and I was an idiot. Uh, no, 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 no. You you
3: you were the you were the producer, the executive producer. You were the talent. I mean, no, you were the you were the artist. Yeah, so, and you, but you did allow me to blow up a fire ant man with a shotgun.
5: Yeah, that was great.
3: <laughs> anyway, what, what's what's going on, man? What's up?
5: Hey, Anderson Felder, uh I have a fig tree, okay? It's about mm, 10 years old, and every year it produces less and less figs. Is there anything I can do to get more figs out of that tree?
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind, uh, Francis, that a fig is not a fruit. It's a flower. And if a tree's overstressed or is overgrown or it's not getting enough light or whatever, if not growing well, it's not going to flower very well. So a fig is a flower. So it need light. And uh, also, if you would prune it, thin out some of the stuff so that energy that would have gone to it will go to what's left. It'll grow better, more like to have flowers and if, uh, figs and try not to Fertilizer. A little fertilizer, sunshine, good deep soaking, and, and uh, pruning to keep it uh, lean and mean.
5: Okay, okay. I'll give it a shot. But I remember one time you said, you know, over fertilizing uh, fruit trees is not a good idea. So yeah. I, I've it's, been...
3: it's the same, same thing with, with over fertilized tomatoes. You get all vine, no tomatoes. Yeah. So, you know, a little yeah. bit of fertilizer, lean and mean. <clears throat> what
5: what kind of fertilizer do you recommend? Uh,
3: you have grass anywhere near there? No. Okay. Well, it, 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 any kind of all-purpose fertilizer. It's not that big deal. But just keep in mind, it's like salt on an egg. You don't pile it on. You just give a little. Just throw some fertilizer out away from the tree where the roots are out out there. Yeah, but it's okay. not that big a deal. Just not too much.
5: Okay. Well, I appreciate you.
3: All righty. And by the way, I'm glad I'm off a of next door. I don't see all you ranting and raving anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Yeah, I had to
4: silence that one myself.
3: <laughs> See you, Francis. Now, Francis was a producer here back when the Educational Television. We had a program, a TV program, shown in thirteen states called Gardening Southern Style.
4: That's really cool.
3: It was. It was fun. A lot yeah. of work though. Uh, anyway, let's go to uh, to Jackson. Talk to holiday. Holiday. I've already mentioned y'all got this wonderful plant sale. So what's going on?
1: Oh, good. I'm so glad. Thanks, Felder. I appreciate that shout out. And hey, Mark.
3: Good morning. Um,
1: yeah, good morning. So, we got some great plants um, starting from at 9 o'clock tomorrow at the Mississippi Museum of Art downtown. And got some gray headed coneflower, um, some Virginia mountain mint, um, got a blue verbena.
3: Yeah, lot, lot cool and, and, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And, and by the way, when folks are down there, your rain lilies are knocked out. You have Aren't so many great? rain lilies in full bloom down there.
4: Yeah, that garden is popping. amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I just have to put this in. They spelled your name wrong, Holiday.
3: Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. So, anyway, I hope you all have a good turnout. What time does the plant what? sale start?
1: It starts at 9 o'clock in the morning until we sell out. So, uh, I hope everybody comes down and, and picks up uh, a pretty a primarily all-native So, But uh, I, I,
3: I, know, I know you also are going to have seeds of some heirloom things like some of the poppies and all.
1: I do. How did you know? I well, do. because so, last uh, year I was I, down
3: there, and your security guy hollered at me for stealing some.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can come steal any time you like. Uh, we, we, love, we love our seeds and our plants. So, uh, yeah, we've we uh, we've been gathering those for quite some time, yeah. so we'll, we'll be ready.
3: Okay, Holiday. Thanks for your call. Right. Appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support. Talk to you later. All right.
3: That's one I hate.
4: I'm gonna miss.
3: Yeah, Holiday used to be my next door neighbor. A holiday used to hang yep. out in my yard with me. Yep. Did you hey, know it? We we have a, a Peg is calling from on the road. And uh, Peg, you have a Leyland Cypress alternative. Uh, I'm
2: asking you that.
3: Oh, right oh, you're now. asking me. Okay. Uh, I would go with, if you could, and unfortunately, as Mark knows, great plants aren't always available commercially because the wholesalers aren't growing them, because garden centers don't order them because people don't come in asking for it. Because they ask for Leyland Cypress, that's what people buy. I wish we had a supplier of our native eastern red cedar. Plain old cedar trees—they are tough, tough, tough—and they'll grow in any kind of condition. So that would be a good one. But uh, you might want to think about bald cypress. I, I know that they drop their leaves and but they have so many twigs that they still make a pretty good—not a screen, more of a baffle—but uh, bald cypresses grow really well in even in heavy clay soil, and they're they're fast growing.
2: The reason I was asking the question is because every year, probably for the last twenty years, I've got me a little. Christmas tree with roots and they're most always the Leyland cypress mm-hmm. and then I throw their inside for a while and I put them out and most of them last again until you know maybe a year or two and then the heat or the whatever yeah. them. But I have one that stayed and then I've, I do have a uh, a, red cedar that I dug out of the ground years ago but I wanted something that um, I could buy use as a a small Christmas tree with you know, with roots, not a dead tree. And then planted in the garden and it would survive. So I think the ball cypress no you won't find it. you won't no. find any two
3: no, you won't. You know, you're looking for for a human construct. We're trying to take something that looks like something that's been growing outside in New England. With the uh, you know, the idea of a Christmas tree is not a Southern thing. That's what I'm saying. And as far as plants that you can plant that will grow in, that stay indoors, the low light, the low humidity, the warmth. When a plant, when a time when plants are trying to go be dormant, you bring a, a plant like that indoors. It warms up. Put it back out, and it's going to suffer. So anyway, uh, you know, why not just get you a you know a Leyland Cypress and enjoy it? And if it lives for three or four years, that's a lot cheaper than a beer that doesn't last more than a few <laughs> a minutes. A <laughs> you know, I hate okay, to say you use plants as disposable things, but that's what Christmas trees are.
2: Right. I just was hoping to keep it live for a while, and I think that um, since I put it in kind of at the last minute, I don't leave mine in the house for several weeks. I put it in the last minute and the day after Christmas, I go plant it outside. so,
3: and that, that's that's the way to do it. yeah that's the way you do it. You, you decorate them and keep them on the porch and bring them in just for the party and, and put it back out because again, you're, you know plants don't they, they're not like dogs, you can't holler at them and then tuck the tail and run. Plants have got their victims of what we do to them, and you take a plant that's trying to be dormant in December and bring it in where it's warm, it's dry, you know and all like that and and it's and it gets his different kind of juices going, and then we put it back out and say, well, what the heck's going on here?" So anyway, Leyland Cypress good. That's a good gamble. It's a good gamble as you can. get. It's a good gamble, and you know the the
4: juniper family has some probably a little better plants for our, our climate. But you know, to me, they just don't make the prettiest Christmas tree inside. Yeah. Yeah. You know. um,
3: yeah so just, you know, just you know, it's it's gonna be a gamble. You know, and just you know, I would say just do the best you can with that. I don't know any good alternatives. Uh, Unless you get you a really good, and I'm serious about this, there's some extremely realistic synthetic trees. And I'm not not saying this to be snarky. There's some fantastic artificial Christmas trees. The artificial
4: plant world has made leaps and bounds in the last 10 years. They even have
3: dead leaves worked into them.
4: Let me tell you, they're not cheap. No, no. It's not an government. investment, you know. Um. Yeah.
3: Anyway, I ho- hope that works out a little bit. It's uh, it's it's not a it's not a a, a great topic. It's a great topic. It's just not a happy topic. I think she's she gave up on us. <laughs> Java, how are you this morning,
0: man? I'm doing good. I'm just back here working on working the boards, man. Trying to keep us on time. We got a bunch of calls rolling in, but we need to take our cheesy tune break. It's a lot happening.
4: All right. We need to get back to the phones. It's kind of busy this morning, Felder. Yeah. We have got Marcy in Ocean Springs, I believe, holding on. Marcy, are you there?
6: I am. I am here. Hello, Mark.
4: Good morning. How are you?
6: I'm very well. Hello, Felder. Hello, Java. Howdy. Um, I just came back from New York City. I went there to my middle son's wedding in Central Park, and I was riding around in the lift, you know, like people do. And kept noticing all the beautiful trees. And on Park Avenue, I saw trees that looked like, just like rain trees from down here. I mean, and I kept asking people, do you know what these trees are? Nobody knew. And so I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to research it. But I was just wondering if anyone there with you has been there and remembers seeing rain trees.
3: A golden
4: rain tree does grow up north. It does. Um, The one tree that sticks out in my mind from Central Park, I think, was an American elm. And they're they're really kind of weepy and beautiful. Um, I don't know. It could be.
3: I've been in Central Park so many times, but this time of year, I just don't know. Uh, The uh, golden rain tree would have been in bloom a month or more ago, two months ago.
6: That's true. That's true, because my sister has one in her front yard in Columbia, and it was just totally full of bees and catkins, yeah. and it was gorgeous. Yeah. Yes, no And I found one. I actually found one in Pas Christian. It's a good and plant Planted it in my front yard, and then it's it's growing
3: great. One of the things it's that a lot, a lot of people, you know, golden rain tree, Colea paniculata, By the way, <laughs> I'm I, impressed. I, I, I had to learn that, so there <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a terrific all season plant. It's, you know, and, and when the the flowers are, are done, it has really attractive fruit, uh, uh, seed pods, sort of papery seed pods. Uh, I just don't know why it's not sold as much.
4: Well, I, I think probably because it's classified as a weed tree. It, yeah. You know, it's prolific. Yeah. Um, and people are scared of
3: it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so uh, g- g- you found one growing in Ocean Springs? Uh, I I
6: bought one that was on clearance from Pine Hills Nursery in Shan.
3: Okay, cool. Cool. Give it plenty yeah. of room to grow. You know, they're stunning trees. They're, they're a nice little uh, accent. Put it out where you can see it rather than sit under it. Because it's it's pretty from across the road.
6: It's just by the street and right above my mailbox. Cool. So it's going to be like on display. Anyway, um, I also got a pawpaw tree from um, in Columbia from
3: Barrett's Nursery.
6: And I want to get another pawpaw. But I uh, I was wondering if you know of two two varieties that do well.
3: Okay. There there are a lot of varieties of pawpaws. My friend uh, Roger Swain used to be the victory garden. He got me intoxicated on different varieties of pawpaws. Then they're real popular up like in Kentucky and all, even though it's native all along the Pearl River. There's a lot of different mm-hmm. cultivars of different size, different flavors. Uh, And they're grafted, so you know what you're getting as opposed to from seed. You don't know what you—so if it's seed-grown, I wouldn't fool with it. You want to buy a grafted name variety, and there's a lot of them. I just can't keep track of them.
6: Yeah. This guy's name is Roger Swain.
3: Yeah, well, we have a website. No, 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 no. Roger Swain used to be the host of the Victory Garden. He had the red suspenders. Oh. You know, you got you got to be at least me and Mark's age <laughs> to remember this. But anyway, I, I went up to and visited Swain up in his home in Massachusetts a couple of years ago. I helped him pick pecans and I mean, uh, pick up uh, harvest his apples. But uh, anyway, if you go online and just Google pawpaw ver- cultivars or variety, but okay. pawpaw, you'll come up with all sorts of stuff. And there may be a place, there's a place that sells quirky fruits called, uh, thai, not Thai Thai Nursery. Anyway, go, go online and, and look for pawpaw cultivars or varieties and source. In stores? No, source. Sorry. Try to find some. Because ain't nobody going to be selling them. The, the one, people who sell pawpaws down here, they're seedlings. And it's going to take seven or eight years to find out whether it's worth growing or not.
4: That's actually a plant that's making a comeback. It is. I was raised with pawpaw. I mean, do you know the little song about way
3: down yonder in the pawpaw? Yeah. 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 I, uh, <laughs> I, I and Trust okay. me. Trust me, you don't want to pick them up and put them in your pocket. First of all, they're big, and they're called custard apples, and they make a stain in your pocket. It's like an overripe banana. Yeah, sort, <laughs> sort, sort, sort of has a kind of the custard yeah. apple. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of good varieties out there. Uh, just don't know a, a good source, but you want to make sure it is a grafted, named variety, not a seedling. I'll do that.
6: Thank you so much. Have a great
2: day.
3: Okay, let us know how the golden rain tree does. All right. Okay. Looks no. like we
4: have another caller. That's Charlie and Lena. Charlie. Uh,
2: good morning,
3: Charlie. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you guys?
3: Good. What can you tell us about pawpaws? You're an old kayaker. Well, I've, I've
2: seen them. I've got them growing. Uh I haven't had any pawpaws yet, but they're too young. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to follow up on the alternatives to Christmas trees. Yeah. And um, I wanted to caution anyone who thought that cypress would be a
3: good alternative. No, no, no. Unless, yeah. you're looking
2: for, unless you're looking for a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, the problem is, come <laughs> Christmas
3: season, they are bald. Yeah, I, I thought I thought she was talking about an alternative for Leyland Cypress in the yard. That's before I found out <laughs> she wants to put it in the pot. Now, you could use a cypress tree. And Charlie, you would do this. I've known you a long time. You could use a cypress tree. Instead of regular Christmas decorations, use fishing lures, because that's what they look like in that's nature. Awesome. That might be yeah, kind of dangerous. I thought
2: dangerous. one year was going to be a great idea. I had
3: something in a pot. I said, I'm going to tell you that one right there for a Christmas tree, and then yeah, I don't know. It didn't quite work out. It, it, all, all the, but you, you've seen. I saw one at the uh, Natural Science Museum. They had a Christmas tree made out of a cypress with fishing lures in it because that's the way we usually see them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Uh, that's that's a that's uh, a great little Yeah. Yeah. Um, y'all have a good one. All righty, man. Say hey to everybody in downtown, Lena. I love me some Charlie. Yeah. He's a trip. I love <laughs> yeah. him. He's great. Uh, he actually did a, 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 a my back deck is kind of curvy and all, and uh, on the ends of the 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 uh, board sticking out there, instead of just a board ending like you would on a regular arbor, he did fish and birds and leaves and stuff like that.
4: He's kind of fancy yeah. like that. Yeah.
3: Okay, I'm not sure we got, I got a choice between two colors here. We got sort of a blue and sort of an orange. I bet we're going orange. I don't know what colors you guys are looking
0: at, yes. but I'm going to say either Frankie in Memphis or Michael
3: in Hattiesburg. You're the boss. You're pushing the buttons. Well, let's go speak to Frankie in Memphis. Hey, Frankie. Hi, Felder.
1: This is, yeah, I uh, I have a pin oak tree. And uh, I had a tree man tell me that
2: it's, it's going to die because its tree roots are connected to the root system of a maple tree eight foot away that it, it, they say is sharing those roots.
3: No, and they don't do that. You're, I didn't
2: think so either.
3: I've never heard of that. No, in, interspecies. You can't graft between, between uh, genera. to completely different families. It's like, you know, you can't put a, a, a cat's tail on a dog. You know, you can... Right. Ma- maple. Now, they can intertwine, but they're not going to graft together. The only the only time plants going to graft together roots or stems or what is if they're closely related, and oaks and maples are worlds apart.
2: Right. Okay. And so... Even though that tree has been cut down and uh, it wouldn't share the roots, nope. the same root
3: system. Nope. Your arborist either didn't know what he's talking about or is making stuff up. Either way, I would arch an eye and look at him and say, Mark said that you're an idiot. Wait a minute. <laughs> Mark
4: <laughs> did not say that. <laughs>
3: No, there's, there's not. A, now, as, as the old oak roots die, they're going to leave oak root-shaped holes in the ground. They're made out of wood. It's not pressure-treated. See, so it may be a little sinking here and there, but there's not a problem with the, the roots together. Nope. All right.
2: Excellent. Thank you so much. I knew you would know
3: the truth. Yeah, remember, <laughs> remember, it was Mark who called your, your tree guy an idiot. <laughs> uh,
4: you know better, right? Thank oh, you.
2: Yes. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
4: All right. We need to go to Michael in Hattiesburg. Good morning, Michael.
2: Good
0: morning.
4: How are you guys doing? No, oh, we're doing great. Good. Good. What can we help Good. you with?
5: Well, I was trimming my holly bushes yesterday. I noticed I don't have any berries.
2: Uh, is it too early for them, or did the drought get them, or do I have a
3: serious problem? Uh, has it had berries before? Oh, yeah, for okay. 30 years. Yeah. Okay. What What's happened then? Uh, holly bloom in the springtime, tiny little flowers. They're pretty little things, but they're tiny. And we had that incredible hard late frost. It probably just killed the flower. Or it might not have had bees. It might have been raining that day, and the bees didn't carry pollen. But it's either pollination issues with bees during when they were blooming, or the freeze got the flowers.
4: Yeah, I be, got it. Most likely, they probably aborted in this crazy weather we yeah. had. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah.
3: another thing. You can, you could have berries, uh, and if for some reason the plant's under a lot of stress, first thing it's going to shed are berries. So, but anyway, that's that's th- three possibilities. But don't give up. Next year, we'll see. Yeah, the
5: bushes look fine. I just noticed yesterday I just didn't have any berries this year. Yep, so.
3: yep, yep, yep,
5: Thank you, guys. Y'all are great.
4: Pre-
3: <laughs> thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. <laughs> the number
4: one lesson in gardening is patience. That's right. Always
3: yep. next year. Always, Always next year. Next year. Uh, I gave a lecture last week in Texas, two lectures in Texas, and uh, I came up with this. You might be a Texas gardener if... <laughs> and these, you know, ha- okay, let's try. If uh you know where a roll of rusty barbed wire is hanging on a fence post. Absolutely. Uh h- you know how many bags of compost your car can hold. Yes. Uh how about this? Uh you've ever cleaned out your car with a leaf blower? <laughs> you mm. done <laughs> I did this yesterday. Maybe. Uh, how about this is Texas backers and forwards means I know everything about you.
4: Yeah, I get it. <laughs>
3: And stores don't have bags; they got sacks. Absolutely. There's always a kink in the hose when you're trying to get a drink of water. <laughs> definitely. You might be a well. This is this is gardener period. You might be a a, a gardener if you spend more money growing tomatoes than they cost at the store. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, there's got to be a. You might be a garden center employee if. If.
4: <laughs> yeah, I have a tomato adage. I'll have to
3: share with you someday. Well, there's a whole bunch of uh, – uh, it's been so dry, the trees are whistling for the dog. <laughs> and uh, Zone 8 with protection is a variation on a Russian roulette. It looks like we have Benji
4: and Corinth. Did I say that right? Yeah, cor- Corinth. Corinth. No, it's Corinth.
3: Yeah. What's up, Benji? Hey, actually, I'm in Jackson, but it
0: doesn't matter. But so my, my question is, uh, you kind of opened the door on these uh, Leland Cypresses. And um I planted about thirty of these in a row to try to build a hedge uh down on the coast and uh I guess sandy soil with a relatively high water table next to the uh water, but um but you know, they died. They're not growing. Do you yeah. have a do you have an alternative?
3: On the coast, you know, cy- cypress do okay. There's nothing wrong with planting Red, uh, plain old bald cypress, you know. I know they're not evergreen, but they have real dense twigs. If you plant a double row of them, kind of alternating, they grow really well and they make a pretty good screen. But uh, the the okay. re- red cedars, I don't know how well red cedars is going to grow in sand on the coast compared to chalky out, you know, calcium stuff up in North Mississippi.
4: Yeah, maybe consider instead of doing a row of all the same thing. Mix in some evergreens and some other, that's you know. An,
3: that's an excellent idea. Instead of having, if you put all your eggs in one basket, you're asking for trouble. But, in and I'm not trying to be an anglophile here, but in England, nobody has a row of the same stuff. They alternate Absolutely plants. They'll are. have two or three of this, and they'll throw in something of this. And, and uh, you know, put your Leland Cypress out there. You know, they're not guaranteed to die unless you plant a whole bunch of them.
4: And if, if you're trying to, right. you know, hide a neighbor, a lot of it has to do with your width of your property. If you have plenty of space, you know, put an Agnes out there. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the yeah, best
3: th- yeah, th- privacy
4: you know, shrubs there yeah, are, but th- you just got to have a big spot.
3: You know, throw in some, some uh, little gem magnolias, uh, you know, and just, uh, and even ligustrum, any of the big shrubs and small trees, you can put them out there and mix them up. That way, if something dies, it's not going to be so glaring.
0: Okay. Well, the bottle brush plants I put out did great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they're... Oh. Yeah, they're doing great. And so maybe it, it, alternate some cypresses, some type of cypresses, is that yeah, what you yeah, said? Yeah, and, and, and not, not, not,
3: not alternate them, you know, one, 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 you know, like two or three of one yeah. thing and then something else and then two or three of something, you know. And, in other words, mix right. it up. And also ride right around the older parts of town, old parts of town, and look at what's growing in older neighborhoods that's still looking good. And then mix some of those no, in with idea. it. But But mix stuff up. Are you trying to screen something?
0: Yeah, our neighbor down there has built a house on top of a burial mound. Yeah, Not okay. literally, but, you know, it's got like an eight-foot-tall dirt pile. You yeah, know, yeah. It's just... This- and I just don't want to look at it. Yeah. You know? here, here, here's, here's
3: another trick. And this is not horticulturalist design, but you know how billboards are. Billboards are like a fence stuck way up in the air with nothing under it. Yep. You can use that that idea. It's like using your hand to shade your eyes from the sun. You know, you can use a yeah. section of a fence like a small billboard with lattice or, or any, any kind of material and put them here and there directly between you and the and uh, what you don't want to see closer to you, and again, think using your hands to shade your eyes from the sun, and use—they call baffles—and you can put those here and there. Grow a vine or something on it, and then fill in with the other stuff. That gives you the instant gratification while your other stuff grows.
0: Okay, that's a good idea. I like the you look. That would be cool. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All
4: Thank right. you. Thanks, Benji. Um, do we have time for one more caller, and that? Martha in Hattiesburg. Good morning, Martha. How can hey, we help morning. you? Good
1: uh, morning. Um, I did not have any blooms on my hydrangeas, or very, very few last year, and uh, I wanted to, wanted
2: to be sure I'm doing what I need to do. Should I fertilize them right now?
4: No, no, no. Don't do anything. Yeah. You know, okay. Just. A lot of hydrangeas didn't bloom because of all the crazy weather. Yeah, the best thing right now to do is just don't look at them too hard and wait till next year.
3: Yeah, you can you can prune them back a little bit. The tall stuff, if you cut it back about a third or a half, you know, leave some of this year's growth. Whatever grew in two thousand twenty three, cut some of those stems back, but leave some stubs of this year's growth here and there, and they'll thicken them up. Or do what Mark did. Mark stole. <laughs> I, mean, you, you, I liberated it. Uh, he he yeah. he stole somebody's hydrangea flower and brought it in this morning because they planted a,
4: a hydrangea in full sun and it is toast
3: yeah so anyway a uh, little bit a little bit of pruning in the, the winter time a little fertilizing next spring and that's about it okay
2: okay well i didn't want
1: to kill in my pruning so i'm just scared to do anything thanks very much i'll oh. just wait
3: all righty well we ain't got time for this list and call from carter of calls back next week. Me and Mark, we gotta go. We gotta go save the world. <laughs> yeah, right.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's funny.
3: Yeah. Anyway, uh, next week we're going to be talking about gardening, like we always do here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Mark, y'all got this pump pump? Cuz no pumpkin. plants,
4: pumpkins, and pino. That's it. Garden, Martin's Garden Works. Martinson's Garden Works. How Don't it? try to say that three times fast. It okay. might not end well.
3: And if y'all get a chance, swing by the Museum of Art downtown Jackson, say hey to Holiday for me and Mark. We're going to take a real quick break. We call it a week. <laughs> and we'll be back when more of the more of this gets to say it. <laughs> more of the Gestalt Gardener. <laughs> If you get a chance, take a kid to a farmer's market. Take yourself to a farmer's market. A lot of cool stuff there going on. Local honey and cut flowers and tomatoes and melons and pumpkins. And show them how to do what we do best, and that's get dirty. See you, Mark. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org
0: or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. We'll